0: Danny um, has spoken at Labora Story before, and he is a Melbourne-based comedian and storyteller who has performed at festivals and clubs all around Australia and in the UK, including numerous Melbourne international comedy festivals and the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. He describes himself as an amateur but aspiring scientist, and his favourite movie is Point Break, but not the new one because it was a bit shit. (laughs) Please welcome Danny. Thank you very much. Now, you, you may have recognised that there was a few jokes in the intro covering up any actual credentials, but don't let that fool you guys. I have performed experiments all over the place, right? Even, like, you, I don't know if you've heard of the famous shampoo experiment that I, uh, I, I, I prefer, performed as a boy. I, I, I was convinced that shampoo It just wasn't dynamic and good enough so what I did, I I took everything in the bathroom and inserted it into a shampoo bottle including toothpaste and nail polish remover and I I shook it up and put it back in the shower and then uh, left to await my Nobel Prize while watching Knight Rider. Unfortunately, like many scientific experiments, the results were slightly skewed when I heard my father yelling from the shower, why the hell is my scalp burning again? Has that little shit been in the shampoo? <laughs> but someone that has had much more success in science is my hero for tonight, uh, Sir William Richard Chabot Dole. Yeah, Chabot, get on it. That's right. It's a middle name now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dole was born in uh, 1912, the 28th of October. He was a British physiologist who became the foremost epidemiologist of the 20th century. It's already good, isn't it? Like, I, I was about to stop there. I was like, do I ever need to research anymore? That's, that's pretty outstanding stuff already. Uh, he was a pioneer in research linking smoking to health promotion and with Ernst Winder, Bradford Hill and Evarts Graham, all good names. All good names so far, guys. Science is really picking up the name game. (laughs) He was credited with being the first to prove uh, that smoking caused lung cancer and increased the risk of heart disease. Now, German studies had suggested a link as early as the 1920s, but these studies were forgotten or ignored until the 1990s. Now, I think ignored in this context basically means they were a bit Nazi-ish. I think it's a bit of a euphemism, like there's probably two scientists going through boxes of studies and one of them was going, you know what, there's, there's actually a lot of good stuff in here. And the other scientist was going, yeah, a lot of swastikas as well, Ted, I think we should, we should probably leave that be. <laughs> now, Dole was a tall, slim, he was noble in bearing and awfully, often sharply critical. He, uh, easily, he relaxed easily though, he had a great sense of humour, he enjoyed explaining how had it, not mif- had it not been for too much of the home-brewed Trinity College ale on the night before the last paper in the open exam uh, of a scholarship, he might have been a mathematician. <laughs> but having failed to achieve the scholarship, he decided instead to study medicine. He's sort of making it sound very easy to almost be a mathematician and then become a doctor. (laughs) In later life, Doll quipped, the beer I had that night was the best I drank. Uh, I decided to go into medicine and I've enjoyed every minute of it since. Again, just to highlight, medicine is not usually a second choice type of career. (laughs) You don't usually hear like, did you hear about Gary? Yeah, he got fired from the tyre factory. He had to go into medicine. It's, yeah, shock and stuff. So that's how capable this man was. Uh, He had always admired admired his father's work and dedication as a GP in London. He went straight from Westminster School to St Thomas's, graduating in 1937. While still a student, he wrote of the need for proper mathematical tests such as the the Chi Square test. Uh, in statistical studies of disease. I don't even know what that is. Too t- he did it as a student. Too smart for me already. After a year as a casualty officer uh, and as the house physician at St Thomas's, uh, a voluntary research post came up uh, under the Professor of Medicine at the Royal Postgraduate Medical School in Hammersmith. Dole was asked to develop a method for measuring the concentration of vitamin B1 in urine as part of an investigation into a possible connection between B1 deficiency and heart failure. The project itself, which proved too difficult, finally something he can't do, nevertheless convinced Dole that research was for him. Now, he, he was, however, then called up as a member of the Supplementary Reserve and served with the uh, Royal Medical Corps in France uh, and in the Middle East during World War II. His diary of the, as a battalion medical officer to the retreat of Dunkirk was posted in the British Medical Journal in 1990. War hero as well. Already killing it. Killing it some more. In 1944, he became an invalid oh, with a tubercular kidney. He later commented, fortunately, I only lost one, (laughs) and added that he continued to work as a physician during his convalescence. Guys, I should point out, men used to be a lot physically tougher, okay? So I know my wife in particular is in the audience going, weren't you in bed for like a week with the man flu? Yeah, again, men used to be a lot physically tougher. Uh, after his discharge from the army, he met Dr. Jo- Dr. Joan Faulkner, whom he married shortly afterwards and had a son and a daughter. He found a, a research post in the Middle Essex Hospital studying occupational factors in the develop of gastric and duodenal ulcers. Fun for all the family, I'm sure we can all <laughs> assume. Dole and his colleague, Sir Austin Bradford Hill, then embarked on an investigation at the request of the Medical Research Council uh, because lung cancer rates were observed to be climbing. The initial thoughts were to uh, that the blame was going to be pinned on coal fires or asphalting. Asphalting was happening a lot because uh, the sudden increase in cars, there was a lot more call for roads, so there was a lot of asphalt fumes in the air. Doll undertook a study of lung cancer patients in 20 London hospitals and rapidly discovered that tobacco smoking was the only factor they had in common. Now, Dole himself stopped smoking as a result of the findings which were published in the British Medical Journal in 1950. The study concluded that the risk of developing the disease increases in proportion to the amount smoked. It may be 50 times as great amongst those who smoke 25 or more cigarettes a day as a non-smoker. Now, all, all this stuff sounds like, you know... Pretty obvious to us now. E- even there was a further study four years later where they studied forty thousand doctors and over twenty years, and they confirmed these suggestions. And that was when the government started to uh, tax cigarettes. And like I said, it's all when you hear it now, you think, oh well, yeah, this this makes a lot of sense. But but we ca- what we can't sort of conceptualize is the difficulty about how hard it would have been to put forward that study back then. Like, remember, this is a time when doctors were recommending you smoked. Like, you you would go to a GP and go, like, oh, yeah, I've sort of, like, I don't know, I've got, like, this crick in my shoulder. And he'd be, like, oh, yeah, probably not smoking enough. How, how many are you smoking a day, you know? Uh, maybe increase your smoking. Uh, before you leave, do you want any cocaine, tranquilizers, Valium, any, no? I, up to you, up to you. <laughs> like, I, I guarantee at least one autopsy back then had the cause of death listed as didn't smoke enough. I guarantee you, probably more than one. Uh, In the 1950s, Dole and Bradford Hill worked uh, with the asbestos industry. Initially, the asbestos industry had uh, called them in and uh, was paying them to work for them to prove that there was no hazard from asbestos because the regulations had been tightened up. Dole and Bradford Hill got the data and found that there was still a significant hazard. The company representatives invited the scientists for dinner and tried to persuade them it was not in the national interest to be attacking a major industry. Dole and Bradford Hill, however, politely said they would think about it over 24 hours and then told the company that they intended to publish. They were threatened with legal action but went ahead regardless. Oh, heroes. Heroes, fellas. We can all hear it. In 1969, Dole moved to the Oxford University to sit as the Regis Professor of Medicine. Regis? Does that sound right? It looks like Regis. I've never seen that word before. <laughs> We're going with Regis. Okay, the Regis Professor of Medicine. <laughs> Succeeding the clinical researcher, Sir George Pickering. Lot of sirs in this stuff, guys. Lot of sirs. Uh, <laughs> initially, epidemiology was held in low regard, but in his time at Oxford, he helped to reverse this. Epidemiology was held in low regard. What are you guys doing? Science? <laughs> Come on. I can see you all out there going, hey, epidemiologists, why don't you get a real science? Yeah. Because we all know that Centrelink is full of epidemiologists looking, <laughs> looking for work. <laughs> Actually, if the, government, if the government keeps going the way it is, Centrelink probably will be full of scientists looking for work. Let's, <laughs> let's face it, guys. So, political. <laughs> Uh, So, Doll's other work included studies on suicide and liver disease amongst doctors, uh, the effects of the contraceptive pill, and low-level radiation and gastric ulcers. Again, with the ulcers. I don't know why he went back to it. I didn't have that much time to research, but we can assume he liked ulcers, all right? (laughs) He... Dole was made a Fellow of the Royal Society in 1966. He was knighted in 1971. He was awarded the Edward Jenner Medal of the Royal Society of Medicine in 1981. In 1966, he was made a Companion of Honour for Services of National Importance. International honours include the Presidential Award of the New York Academy of Sciences as well as a UN Award for his research into cancer. In April 2005, he was awarded the Saudi uh, Arabian King Faisal International Prize for Medicine jointly with Richard Pato. For their work on diseases related to smoking, in two thousand and four, he was awarded the inaugural Shaw Prize for Life Sciences and Medicine, and his contribution uh, to modern cancer epidemiology. He was also awarded honorary degrees by thirteen different universities. It would have been easy just to award, just name what he wasn't awarded. Uh, Academy Award didn't get one of them. Uh, I think an Emmy as well, probably didn't get. Um, But again, I'm not sure. I didn't get to the end of the awards page, guys. I've got to be honest. Uh, So William Dole died on the 24th of July 2005 at the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford after a short illness. Also, he was 92. (laughs) Probably more than 92, if I'm honest, guys. (laughs) His uh, his obituary featured a quote from Dole. He said... uh, Death in old age is inevitable, but death before old age is not. Simple, simple, guys. That was, that's, that's Sir Richard Dole for you. Guys, thank you very much for having me tonight. It's been a pleasure. Uh, if you'd like to come up and see me afterwards, I'll be outside selling bumper stickers that say science actually does happen magic, so...